How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of The Gays Are Revolting is brought to you by Gail. Brewed in Adelaide, South Australia, Gale is Australia's first independently owned gay beer and cider company. Visit galebev.com.au and use code GAYSREVOLTING at checkout for 10% off. That's galebev.com.au and use code GAYSREVOLTING at checkout. The Gays Are Revolting is supported by supersimplecards.com. Don't get caught out by paying too much for a greeting card. That would be shit. Save time and money by buying super cute cards in bulk. Get a pack of greeting cards from supersimplecards.com with 10% off from your entire order when you use the code GAYSREVOLTING at the checkout. That's GAYSREVOLTING at the checkout. Welcome to the Gays Are Revolting, your definitive weekly source on being a contemporary gay. We put the G in LGBTIQA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can find us at The Gays Are Revolting on Facebook, and also on Twitter and Instagram, at Gays Revolting. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us on the panel today is the same people we have every week. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got Kyle, who's our gorgeous resident twink. Uh, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, a fashion expert and hairdresser Ooh. with the sexiest voice in Australian podcasts, mm-hmm. a Queer World. It's and so- of course, Luke. Uh, <laughs> and myself, Thomas Jaspers, the resident bitter old queen. And owner of a beautiful little douche house. Oh, yes, that douche house. <laughs> So, guys, we're back again. Yay. Yay. They haven't kicked us off yet. Not yet, but episode two, let's give them a (laughs) go. What have we been up to this week, guys? I got a haircut and I came out looking like Princess Anne. Uh, It's very I don't know how. I've brushed it all forward and down, but I came out with a big buffont at the front and very flat at the back. Um, and I had to do a photo shoot that night for a, a oh. comedy night. Um, and uh, I'm really not looking forward to seeing the photo. It's very, I am looking forward it's to seeing yeah. it. What is it? Prince George in the helicopter. Oh, thank oh you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. because So I've brushed it all forward to try and make it resemble something that somebody less than 80 and, and male might wear. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm very conscious that I look like one of those, you know, that meme about um, the women with the haircut that want to talk to the manager? Oh, my God. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I see I'm, too many of those at yeah. my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What have you queens been up to? Got a bit wild on the weekend. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and have you um, cut some good hairs this week, Mikey? Oh, I actually have done some really fun hairs. I've been working for the last three days and had to work on my day off. And I was like, this sucks. But it's totally fine. Like, I'm having a good time at work. I'm loving it. Good. And I'm moving house. Oh, how exciting. She's moving back to the north side. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. And that's everybody, I think. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody else knowing. Okay, no, Luke, how are you, my love? <laughs> so we're getting ragged on by Tom 
every single time. That is the uh, highlight of your week. Yeah. yeah, it is my favorite part of the show, and I wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, I've had a good week. I'm fully healed from my tonsillitis, which I'm sure our <laughs> listeners are completely invested in the... Um, your physical the, health. I yeah. know, yeah. right? We tune in every week to hear how my tonsils are going. But they're going well. Good. And it's I'm good. ready to cause yeah. some havoc this week. Well, what's been happening? What have we been watching? What have we been doing? Well, do you know what? I've been loving on Netflix at the moment. It's kind of my guilty pleasure, but I've kind of gotten into Queer Eye. Have you guys? This is okay. Mm. Do you not call this a guilty pleasure? This no. Is not, it is, okay, sorry. It's just a pleasure. pleasure. Oh. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. No queer eye. Okay, so like the revamp. Like I never yeah. watched yeah. the old one. Yeah, but, because um, you weren't born. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you're that might have been like something. Yeah. When was that? That was like fourteen or fifteen years ago, I think. Yeah, anyway, I just discovered season two of the new one, and of course, was already like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. I just have a branch <laughs> in my eye or something. Yeah, like it's really cute, and like it's. A lot more intimate, I think, than from what I've seen of the old one. Yeah. Like yeah. they, it's a lot more serious in the way that they discuss like topics like police brutality and yeah. like address yeah. things like that, mm-hmm. and they really help people coming out with their sexuality and things like that. They're also more inclusive in the way that the old one was Queer Eye for the straight guy. Yeah, this mm. is just Queer Eye. Yeah. so yes. they actually, I think, the first people. episode yeah. of season two, they've done a woman. Mm. Yeah. And I love a good makeover show, and it's just they're helping it's people beautiful. live their best lives, and I love seeing the before and afters. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really cute. Like all the episodes, and you just want to like follow all the people and like see totally. How going yeah. with and it. have you found that blog online where they so someone's been doing like researching and finding the oh, contestants like finding from the show, and then um, finding out what they're up to from their yeah. Facebook pages and things like that, and how they're going now? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I love yeah. the cute little old that. man from the first episode of season yes. one, and ever yeah. and his marriage. I think he got married yeah. to. Yeah, he ended up getting. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's really interesting that you say that you notice the difference between the two series. Uh, We're so fickle, guys. Mm. When it was announced, I don't know if you remember, but when it was announced that they were doing doing, bringing it back, all of the gay activists were like, "This is not us. We're so much more than this. You know, we're deep and loving people, and we're Linda (laughs) Evangelista and whatever." And um, (laughs) did you stone those (laughs) guys? It's. Interesting because then it came out and we were like, oh, actually, it's this actually, is brilliant. brilliant. This yeah. is actually beautiful. Yeah. And I think it was the the creator slash producer who created and produced the original season and the remake, oh, okay. oh, cool. um, David Collins, who said the original series was about awareness that we yeah. exist and yes. a presence on television, and totally. this season is about acceptance, which yeah. and 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 moving forward and like engaging with the community, yeah. which I think is really yeah, visible I, in I feel the like show. the old one was like a lot more light-hearted. I'm biting my tongue. Why? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Mikey, shit. What do I mean, you have? Oh, <laughs> shit, sorry. Oh, t- he really has forgotten you. <laughs> I hate to be the damn with Debbie, and I hate to do it straight off the do bat. Do you? <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of like it. Oh, I, no. I kind of hate this show. Really? Yeah. Nice. Do you what do you hate about it? I hate so many aspects Aww. of it. And I hate it being someone that grew up Back in the day, kind yeah. of, back in the, <laughs> when the original um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was on, and there's just something intrinsic about the concept that really rubs me the wrong way. Okay, I, okay. expand. It kind of creates this dichotomy in heterosexual society. Mm. That to fight for acceptance or equality with the heterosexual people, we as homosexuals have to provide some sort of service mm. oh, that mm. to be of value to these people, we need to yeah. make their lives better through their mm. fashion, their interior decorating. But I, I find it's just this weird standard and this really subconscious relationship that the gay community does have with heterosexual people, Mm -hmm. that we are your hairdressers and we are your interior decorators and we are your wedding planners. And that's what we're good for. Mm, It's an interesting way of looking at it. And I know it's a TV show. Like, no one would watch a TV show where five gay people refuse to help (laughs) any heterosexuals. I mean, I I would actually like to watch that show. I know that's our show, basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think the new one's better than the old one? Like, are you happier with the revamp? Look, I haven't watched the most controversial or, like, the Mm. deepest episode. Like, I didn't Mm. watch the one where the guy came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm aware of it. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Watch the one with the Trump supporter. That was really hard for me to watch. I got halfway through and I was just like, I don't know if I can continue Was that the one with the, like, they address the police brutality thing? Is that when he, like, his friend pulled them over? Not 100% sure. The cop pulled them over in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, Karamo, and then he was having issues. Have you seen the episode with Skylar, the trans guy? Because that's in the latest season. Season one turned me off. 
Yeah, right. So much. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I thought that was just a beautiful cross section of the community. Um, yep. You know, you've got yeah. these guys that are, are lucky enough to be in a position where they have their shit sorted and, and um, have been able to focus on careers and that sort of thing. And then you had Skylar, who was a, a beautiful activist that like cares for a whole lot of people in the community that yep. lost contact mm. with his own family, but hadn't had time to focus on a lot of these personal things because he's he's the last I think it was eight years of his life had been so focused on raising money for his top surgery. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of this great, beautiful little way of our community, which was me watching and I was in tears just going, oh, my God, I <laughs> yeah. love our community. Because, you know, these, these guys that brought the whole thing together and helped each other out and they learn a lot from him as well because they yeah. hadn't been yeah. involved so much in the political side of it. See, I think I would enjoy the show much more if the straight aspect was completely at, like mm. absent okay. from it. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of that episode sounds much more up my alley. And look, I, I'm fully able to admit... I got through mm. maybe half of that first season and yeah. couldn't do any more. So okay. I'm not coming from the most, like, yeah. I haven't gone through frame by frame. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not saying you're wrong, Luke, but... <laughs> <laughs> if everyone else enjoys it, I'm happy for you guys to mm. have it. Yeah, <laughs> really? Because you don't seem that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I really like, about, and I really don't watch a lot of reality te- television. Yeah. As a comedian and a writer, I kind of feel like reality television is the death of creative writing. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but I really like Jonathan in the show. I, in fact, all of them are fantastic. Yeah. But... I think it's really important and we're starting to see a lot of it and I think we sort mm-hmm. of talked about this off air last week about um, Shit's Creek as well. Oh my God, yeah. Having <laughs> camp confident men yeah. on television that aren't the sidekick or the punchline Absolutely. that are just um, there because I, I'm a camp guy. I'm 31 yeah. years old and the last few years as I've gotten into my late 20s and early 30s, I've started feeling like I'm getting too old for this camp thing. And it's like in the workplace and even, you know, families and friends and stuff, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're too old to act like that now. And so seeing people my age that just naturally act like that, that are strong, confident people, I really, really like him. I'm in love with him. He's beautiful. I I want to marry him. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's one of the best people in the cast. Like, I really resonate with him One of the most important people on television, I think, at the moment. He used to bug me a lot, I have to say. Like, he's actually starting to grow on me now, but I just felt Mm. he was so extra and try hard and annoying. See, I don't feel like... I just feel like that's his natural. Yeah. yeah, I just thought he was trying to just, like, force that upon, like, Mm. people and just trying to, like, get a reaction out of people. Mm, But I think from watching more of it, I'm starting to think, Okay, that is probably just him. Yeah. I think what I love about yeah. him the most is that he definitely, for me, represents me and a lot of a my right. close friends <laughs> that, like, I work with. Yeah, yes. not only we are. <laughs> um, but no, like, we are very camp at work. Yeah. Like, me and the other guys at work, like, we do not dull it down for no one. I no. don't give a shit who you are. Yeah. I don't no, care if you're a straight 50-year-old white man. Mm. I'm still going to be me. You're mm. in my workplace. And that having that as representation out mm. there is so lovely. And also to go back to your point a bit, Luke, I mean, perhaps that's part of the magic of it is seeing someone like that going into these environments that are predominantly straight, oppressive areas in America and just seeing him be himself and then seeing other people learn from him and react to him and accept him is perhaps an important message, mm. regardless of the fact that he's there to help them just by him being present in their lives. Yeah. yeah. See, it, my issue with it is more this underlying sort of thing that I don't think the show is like really wholly responsible for. It's like more of a societal kind of issue. The show's made well and Mm. and, Mm. and it's extremely successful. And, you know, I do agree that the more exposure that LGBT people get on television, the better. Mm. I guess potentially (laughs) as a gay man that provides no service to the general community, (laughs) has no viable skills that I could provide. Yeah. um, Maybe (laughs) it's just... Tom's just like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, maybe it's just a sore point. But for me too, like, I really like full-on depictions of homosexuality in media. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so Mm -hmm. used to these neutered gay characters that we see... Or like even gay celebrities yep. or personalities yeah. that are still neutered to some expect Definitely. aspect because the sexuality part is, is removed. Is Which removed. Is, yeah, you're totally and right. When I watch these shows, I guess it's because I have a very warped view of sexuality. But if you're not like choking me and spitting on my face, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, that is this straight? Is this better? <laughs> I mean, I was kind of amazed. Like Jonathan was like talking about bottoming and stuff oh in my one God. episode, oh, which yeah. I kind of really liked. Oh. Yeah, that's the kind yeah. of stuff I want to see more of. 
I would definitely want to see Jonathan bottoming. It's, oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, he can do whatever he wants. Like, yeah, <laughs> give it fisting a shot. Wow, <laughs> you're that in- okay? I mean, Karamo is the guy for me, but he's no. Nah, give me Anthony any day. Oh, really? So Anthony. of course you want Anthony. Oh, he's so delicious. You'd have a nice. <laughs> you can make me avocado on toast, and I'll think it's the most amazing thing in the world. I don't want to compliment you, look, but you almost look like an Asian Anthony. <gasps> I don't know what that Wait, means. Wait, <laughs> do you reckon is Anthony the blonde one or the no, no, the cook? The oh yeah, no, he's good. He's yeah. the cook yeah. that's yeah. not a cook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a new demographic. A Thank you. Yeah. For years, I was just living off looking like Fez from that '70s show. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that, was my, <laughs> that was my celebrity go-to. I'm going to so. have to see some photos of when you were, when you were younger. Yeah. You like <laughs> it's way more masculine sounding, though. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kyle. Maybe without the moustache, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll trade photos later. All right. <laughs> Not that Tom and I haven't already. <laughs> have we worked that out yet? Well, no. We were having a chat after our recording last week, because we live in the same yeah. area and both of us on Grindr oh quite a bit. Oh, my God. We've probably shared dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think I'd recognize your face. No. But I'd recommend. You should do like, like a one. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like yours wouldn't be very memorable, so that's probably... <laughs> yeah, so I've been thinking about something this past week, um, because we're all, I would guess, young professionals. Yeah. And we all come from very different, you know, backgrounds, backgrounds. Yeah, and definitely. our relationship with our sexuality is all very different from one another. But I did see that there's been this study that took place in the UK just recently that was actually focusing on homosexuality in the workplace and how far homosexual men in particular mm. can progress within sort of corporate businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what they found is that there was a very strong sort of correlation to what we know as the glass ceiling, mm. that oftentimes homosexual men are sort of gate-locked to mm-hmm. lower-end positions We find ourselves Mm -hmm. in retail manager positions, things that don't necessarily line up with our qualifications, our our education or our skill level. So I thought it'd be really interesting for us to talk about that and our backgrounds Mm -hmm. um, and our experiences in workplaces Mm. and being gay in workplaces. Because I know a lot of us are really, really... Game. Big old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at one place once and yeah. I think I was there within the first week and I was a bit hesitant because you always test the waters. Mm-hmm. It's like telling a joke. You've got to yeah. scope yeah. it out before you do the punchline. Comfort levels. <laughs> yeah. And I think I told one person that I was just testing it out and said, oh, and by the way, you know, my partner, my boyfriend. And he was like, oh, I knew you were gay because you were having a cigarette outside and you were singing Mariah Carey's, <laughs> Mariah Carey's fantasy do it. Yeah. to yourself. I mean, I don't like to enforce stereotypes, but, you, I, but I, I while you're singing it, were you like holding your ear and doing just like, like this? <laughs> For no apparent reason, this car park, I decided to just do my own rendition. And he's like, I think that man's a homosexual. Mm-hmm. That um, there is a homo. <laughs> but there's been other experiences that have not been so pleasant. and I personally, like, being in the hair and beauty industry... It's pretty homophobic. It's, it's yeah. very, <laughs> I mean, it's predominantly, like, run by Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it's never, ever been an issue. If anything, I have had preference over being hired mm. compared to other people in my industry just because it is a female-dominated industry. Yeah. And... I don't think there's ever been a time where I've had a job turned down regardless of how the interview has gone. Yeah. And I put that down to not only like I'm a gay man, but it's male privilege at the same time. Mm. And I've always found it quite easy to sort of move up in the ranks in my industry. And most people that I've had as like managers or owners have predominantly been gay men or gay women. Mm. Like it's, you don't have, I guess from my experiences, it's not a lot of like straight people in power in our industry. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I've got a similar experience as an entertainer. I worked in the arts, but also my day job, I work in arts administration and um, have done since I left high school. Mm. Um, and my CFO, CEO and my entire reporting line down to me is either gay men or women. So yeah. I'm, I think I'm kind of lucky that um, I get to work in a very inclusive industry. Yeah. But then I guess the question is, have we sort of, gone for jobs where we feel more comfortable or where we feel like we can go somewhere because we feel like that's sort of industries that we will be accepted in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I like I always had a flair for like 
the arts and mm. doing hair and yeah. stuff. And I thought, you know what? This is an avenue that I know that I'll be good at. Mm. I know that I'm not going to be discriminated against because of my sexuality. Mm. And I feel a lot more comfortable in this situation. Who knows? Maybe we were supposed to be like tradies or something. Maybe. But we just didn't feel wow. comfortable. <laughs> <Carpenters>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, um, I used to work in retail electronics and it was, Oof. yeah. So you Glamour. do seem like Dick Smith. <laughs> right, Glamour, yeah. Baby. So I like, I mean, I didn't hide my sexuality there, but like I definitely didn't advertise it because you we were like mm. one of the boys and it was kind of like this whole thing. But um, my new job as of earlier this year um, in photo editing, my sexuality maybe like even seems more of like a boon than anything like, yeah, it seems celebrated at work. So my boss, I have two bosses. One is gay and his best friend is a nice straight lady and she really uh, supports it. Um, I think on my is first- she listening to this show? I really right? hope not. I'm sorry if you are. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure on my first day, she said she'd be really disappointed if her kids didn't, like one of her kids didn't turn up to be gay. So yeah, I feel really accepted and celebrated in my workplace. And that's a really good feeling mm. like from where I was. And there's quite a few gay people that have come and gone through my workplace. So, mm. yeah. so it's really interesting because I've been predominantly- corporate yes mm-hmm. you know my whole working life yeah and i feel like it's quite opposite it's to a very these different environment. Yeah. yeah and i worked for a major telco for a number of years for some reason i think it must have been the money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think it was just a valium uh, or something oh, okay, yeah, yeah. i have no idea where i was but i was there for quite some years and when i started um it was apparent to me that my manager or the person directly above mm. me was also a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was entering quite an inclusive, accepting work environment. But what I did find, which is sort of in line with this study over the years, is that my manager and this man was sort of shoehorned into this yeah. position mm-hmm. and kept there mm-hmm. and then kind of excluded from other areas Any of the movement. business yeah. and okay. movement. He loved it. He used to come to work in like frilly pirate Prada shirts yeah. <laughs> and the other executives would come and like compliment his fashion yeah. and give him a pat but on the back. But they don't want him representing. But he know. wasn't in the board meetings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I found as I, you know, worked my way up the ladder too at that business, that there would be a point where it would stop for me as well. I was kind of the funny gay Believe it or not, sometimes people find me funny. Tom. I laugh at you a lot, Luke. That's just not in the way you want. And so this this uh, research kind of resonated with me on that aspect. But then I realized we do have the creative industry sort of. We do, but I, I better we start that passion in high school because that's yeah. the sort of groups that we're um, fit into. We fit yeah. into, and yeah. we're accepted by, and so we learn more about and develop our skills in those areas naturally because yeah. we were accepted uh, when we were quite young. When totally. we were yeah. like I, one of the interesting things in that study is men in top level management positions. Seventy percent of the gay people in top level management positions had degrees, yeah. but only fifty seven percent of straight guys did. So it sort of shows okay. that gays are, the gays that are getting there are having to work even harder to get there. Oh, absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we just should have worked harder? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we work harder while we're drunk. Yes. And yes. recovering from the night before. Yes. We do a damn good job. I know. Job. I mean, I, <laughs> I have to type with one hand because the other hand's on grinder. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it's true. The amount of gays and guys there know that will have degrees and not do anything mm. with them. And like they just get yeah. kind of stuck in a job and just stay there and climb. Yeah. Has anyone ever um, hid their homosexuality? At a workplace. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I did, but for a very different reason. I got a job when I first moved to London at this shop, and the guy was from Barcelona. And uh, on my first shift, took me down to the basement storeroom, and oh, I, I was yeah, I was um, very cute, nineteen year old at the time, and started getting like <laughs> very uncomfortably, aggressively hitting on me. Um, oh, so I okay. pretended I was straight so that I, I mean, oh, which was okay. so, <laughs> like I so clearly wasn't, but just yeah. to avoid his advances. Yeah. And he went to jail, not for oh, things related goodness. to me, wow. to other well, people, for other that, things that he'd done. So That was a bullet dodged, yeah. wasn't it? It was. <laughs> when I was 16, a man paid, when I was 16, a man paid me $50 to clear out a hidden basement <gasps> that it found underneath the Stop. Do you have a death wish? <laughs> what is wrong sorry. with you? Why I, need, you I need a full recap of this story. Okay. So I'm the, starting from and the he, he was a homosexual man. 
<laughs> um, I think I'd met him at a gallery, like an exhibition opening. But I feel I, like this sounds like a bad porn. Because I figured out <laughs> this is a hot. No, I'm not going to say that because that might get us into trouble. It's not a hot tip for underage people, but they serve alcohol at exhibition openings. Ah, <laughs> yes. do, so, do what you will with that information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as a 16 year old, I was like, this is my jam. Yeah. And I used to go to like, I met this guy and he was like, you're really great. I've got a job for you. Come to, you know, so-and-so. And I got there and he's like, I was just so pottering. this is his house? Or this is his house. Jesus. Oh gosh, and he was like, I was pottering around the other day and I moved this bookshelf. And what I realized is there's a trap door underneath. Oh, oh, I don't think stop. he used the word trap door. Oh, my God. When you're trying to lure a child into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, found there's a lot of candy down in my fun room. Like, trap yeah. door wouldn't be used. <laughs> he basically said, I need it cleared out. It's got a shitload of dirt down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you 50 bucks and a bottle of wine to do it. Oh, oh my God. I absolutely yeah. did it. And the funny thing was, as I was heading down, he was like, oh yeah, and by the way, there's no lights. Oh. So it's going to be pitch black. Oh You'll have to God. use a little oh. torch. And I also think it may be like an abandoned meat cellar from no. like when this you see any bodies so don't worry about those bones in the corner <laughs> oh no they were God. hooks oh, oh what is wrong with you <laughs> that is terrifying <laughs> and then I did it for a few hours he came down to check on me a few hours later and that's when I thought oh this is the end of my life but I've had a good run <laughs> yeah 16 <laughs> wonderful years 16, yeah. Jesus. packed a lot in um, and he came down and he had a full gas mask on. <gasps> Stop. That is so terrifying. So I was like, oh, he's going full. I know what you did last summer. This is going to oh, be no. fun. <laughs> and so I said, questions. oh, hi, so-and-so. What's with the mask? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't breathe in any of this shit. Stop. This place is filled with asbestos. And you're like, I'm cleaning asbestos <laughs> <Yeah>. I can. <laughs> so we're <laughs> So it almost did kill me, oh but in a very different <laughs> a lot, a much way. slower and more painful. Yeah, Luke's stories are by to? far the best you... I've ever heard in my oh, life. Yeah, <laughs> I was gay. No, I was openly gay. Yeah, to, just to tie and, it in, I didn't hide yeah. my homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Supersimplecards.com print from the most environmental printers in Australia. They run on solar power, use recycled materials, and support local forest projects. So if you're an environmental gay like me, this should matter to you. Let's add supporting local forest projects to the gay agenda. Yeah, right under Turn Everyone Gay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But with packs of 6, 8, 10 or 12 cards designed by Aussie illustrator Stacey Gargoulis, these stunning blank cards can be used for grandma's birthday, your best mate's 30th or sending sweet nothings to your new boyfriend. Obviously not you, Luke, because you could never get a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a boyfriend when you have access to these cheap and sleek greeting cards? Order a pack of greeting cards from supersimplecards.com with free shipping and 10% off your entire order when you use the code GAYSREVOLTING at the checkout. That's GAYSREVOLTING at the checkout. Join the greeting card revolution. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I feel like I always talk about some serious stuff, but... Me and you both. I know. <laughs> but it, it's, it's stuff that affects my everyday life. And recently in a few social situations and stuff that I was thinking back on, I was hanging out with like a bunch of my white friends and just thinking about 
the privileges that they have that I don't experience. Like I personally, I'm a light skinned like person of color. So I do have what's, a light skin privilege. What's your background, if you don't mind me asking? So my mom is a Maori woman from New Zealand. Okay. Um, she moved here when she was like 16 and met my dad and they've had kids. So all of my siblings are half cast, okay. which I, I shouldn't even use that term. I should say biracial, sorry. Um, because half cast can be a very is sort of triggering, triggering thing. Yeah. Half yeah, is absolutely. so bad. Is, that very half is half cast offensive in Australia or like a generally offensive term? Definitely in Australia. Okay. Definitely in Australia. Yeah. I grew up in South Africa, so I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah. The, the words you, you use know. in South Africa, we're not going <laughs> to say. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like there's big topic of discussion in my group of friends because we are a very mixed group of people. There's been a few instances where my white friends have done things that they didn't realize were microaggressions mm. and trying to explain that to them and they would get quite defensive about it and it was frustrating because it was just like I'm not saying that you're a bad person I'm just saying what you've done isn't okay and I'm just trying to educate you mm. on that and trying to get them to empower well, using their white privilege to empower people of color because there's been situations where I've been like spoken down to mm. and I know it's because I am of mixed race and my white friends have said nothing, mm. nothing, nothing at all. And they themselves identify as allies to people of color. But then in those instances, they haven't been. And it, I think it's just educating those people on how to be an ally towards people of colour. So I am also biracial and half a year is a really weird word for me. So I'm half Filipino, half Australian mm -hmm. and went to a public school, predominantly white. And I remember growing up and I knew I was gay. So I was already on the out, mm. feeling like on the outskirts of, of the other kids and then trying to identify which group I could be a part of. Yeah. I was like, my dad's white, so I went to the skater kids, and they were like, nah, mate, go hang with the Asians. Oh, yeah, right. You're Asian. And so I went to the Asian kids, and I was like, I guess I'm hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't hang, you know, even I was microaggressing yeah. in that Jeez, yeah. moment, being like, I can't hang out with the white kids. And they told me to get fucked. Oh. Yeah. They were like, no, Harvey, you hang <gasps> out with the white kids. It's similar to what we've all had to do as members of a minority is we had to build our own community mm. and find the other weirdos and the yeah. other people that are excluded. But it's something that sticks with you. It's something that ties into a lot of the stuff we've talked about today, but being gay and a person of color can be a very difficult thing yeah. for a mm. lot Double of whammy. very little reasons. It's, it's not the big blatant, like, getting pulled mm. over for no apparent reason yeah. things. It's like a million tiny little yeah. things that mm. pop up. Um, it can be like gestures or the way that someone says something to you or... Uh, absolutely. The one I always point out to my friends, and this may not happen to you, Mikey, mm -hmm. but it definitely happens mm -hmm. to me, is if we all go out for dinner, say it's all of us, yeah. and we split the bill, and we go up and people are paying. Mm. I've seen it at restaurants and I've pointed it out too where my white friend pays and they say, yep, good. You know, they don't even look at the machine. Oh, yeah. They tap and they walk off. They tap, walk off. It gets to me and they stare at the machine. <sighs> yeah. I yeah. tap as a wow. person of color and they're checking, can this person pay for their meal? Yeah. Jeez. I do recognize that I also come across disheveled. I mean, I've seen you at the end of drinks. And <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's really, yeah. It's really Maybe if you stop trying to swipe your like, library card. Like, yeah, I have tried to pay with Mikey a few times. Mikey, pay for dinner, please. Well, I mean. <laughs> but it's little things like that. And you add being gay into the equation and it's just a minefield for us so it yeah. is for me yeah i've totally experienced that before like it's it's a hideous feeling knowing that all my white friends aren't having that i guess same attention that you are in a negative way mm. it, yeah it really does suck i think the the kind of thing is is what what does being an ally mean mm. and, and how do we all feel like i'm sure you guys feel like you want to Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. It's sort We're of not going to throw down. Right to jump in on this topic because I think it's more important that you guys talk and we yes, listen yeah, in I these sorts of situations. Step on toes. Or um, it's, 
a really great point that um, you make, Mikey, about your friends who obviously mm. are not actively racist people. In fact, no. they are allies, but they're not as conscious and aware of the things because they're not living these microaggressions that yeah. you put up with every single day of your lives. Totally. Um, and it's probably something that I've un- subconsciously done as well. Um, yeah. With my friends, I haven't noticed when we're just out and about and they, they're getting treated slightly different in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. probably just because, you know, I grew up in the white suburbs of Melbourne and I'm just used to people acting um, a certain way. Um, yeah. And so I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's fucking awful. Time. And yeah. to tie it back into what we were talking about earlier, like, like yes, we have all experienced discrimination as gay men, but yes. there are certain situations where we're able to rein in that um, aspect of ourselves mm. to a degree to, to survive in, in, in working environments and things. You can't rein in being a person of colour if you're stuck in a room with a racist person. No. Mm. Um, you can't tone yeah. down how ethnic you are to get through a situation. And and you shouldn't have to, and you wouldn't want to, but yeah. it's it's yeah, it's something that we can't ex- say that we've experienced or or know anything mm. like what you guys have mm. done and in those situations. Like on that note, I I would say Mikey and I are both pretty fair skinned, yeah. and we experience it fairly commonly. Yeah, yeah. And if I've got tonsillitis, I'm even fairer skinned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Tom levels of white. Do you feel like people treat you better when you have tonsillitis? When I have tonsillitis, <laughs> my life is golden. Um, couldn't even imagine if mm. we were a few shades darker yeah, than that's what it. we are. I can't even imagine. And, yeah. and it's like, the thing for me, my personal sense on being an ally is that you're there for those people and and you stand up for them and you speak out but you don't speak for no No. yeah that's a very important thing which i'm really glad that the conversation seems to be changing when you're looking at these treaty that the victorian government's looking at signing they've actually Mm. had indigenous people they're not it's not the white old male politicians that are sitting there Mm. writing it for them they've had indigenous people come in to collaborate with them and write that treaty to make sure it's in the words that that make them feel like it actually means something to them yeah absolutely I wouldn't call this a microaggressive, I'd call it pretty macro. I um, met up with a guy through Grinder mm. who was a GP, so very respectable, um, I'd say well-educated. I thought he was fucking amazing and had drinks, decided to go back to his place. And it was halfway through us being intimate at the end of the night. Oh, that he's, no, I remember this story. <laughs> yeah. he, he stopped and he was like, just hold on a second, babe. And I thought, oh, it was to top up lube or something like that. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, totally fine. And he's like, no, I need to just text my friends and tell them that I'm actually fucking an Asian guy. <gasps> I can't. Oh, <laughs> can't believe that, that he would stop. And that oh kind of God. like comment is totally okay for so many people to make. Yeah, oh, like, that how, is how could he possibly think that that would go down well? Like, the scary thing is not just like so much. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You need yeah. to reassess your life. I'm so the worried. The scary thing isn't so much that he said it; it's that he's thinking it. Did yeah. he ask you to sense? clean his basement? <laughs> <laughs> but then also the fact that text is going to like probably a Facebook group. Yeah, with like yeah. four other white. Guys who in are it. having yeah, a chuckle yeah. at it. Yeah, that's really awful. You, you know, it, it goes beyond this mm-hmm. one person. I think even I'm so conditioned to these kind of jokes or that kind of attitude towards my race that in the moment I didn't even clock it. It yeah. wasn't until I think a couple days later when I was telling my friends about what a great date I'd been on mm-hmm. because it was a great date mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Wow. You don't get and many, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carl. He's like that a, was great. He's like a ninja, this guy. Oh, I know. Like uh, nastiest he's shit. Well. I am yeah. a gosh darn delight. Okay. Um, that I didn't even realize. And so much of my life is turning negatives into positives. Yeah. Mm. That I was going, scanning through that night and being like, that's a funny story. Yeah. Mm. This is a good story. This was a great date. Yeah. Not realizing this is actually really awful. Yeah. This is a shitty thing that happened to yeah. me. And is that like, do you think that you sort of didn't clock that straight away? It's because you've experienced so many other things exactly. in your life that has happened. In exactly. That, yeah. that your default mechanism is like, this is funny. Or yeah. like, how can I interpret this in yeah. a way that yeah. doesn't destroy my soul? And I'm glad that you're a strong person and you can sit with us and sort of mm. laugh at 
how shit a person he is to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. but I always get the last laugh and yeah. I'll tag his Instagram <laughs> in the comments oh, on yeah, this yeah. episode. Yeah, and followers. you guys can yeah. go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Got to see, go see Dr. O'Malley. Your <laughs> <laughs> thoughts too. <laughs> I just got so offended. I didn't know, sorry. I'll do you, so, you I now, Carl. So <laughs> no, I, I get so worried about offending people, like asking questions and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I just feel really cautious. And I um, I think any question just, coming from a place of love to anyone mm-hmm. about, like, I would just be so uh, And I'm not just talking about people yeah. of color, but anyone that comes from a different background yes. to you, mm-hmm. religiously or um, sexually or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think any question asked in the appropriate setting, wanting to learn more yeah. is an okay question to ask. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And being open to understanding that possibly your question that you are putting forward may be ignorant. Yeah. But being open to being like being educated yeah. about like, okay, I'm not gonna like ask those type of questions. I'm gonna yeah. end, like ask in a certain type of way. With humility. It's Absolutely. about going into a dialogue with humility and being like, I am not coming from this sure. higher ground. Mm-hmm. I well, I have a question for you then that might. Yeah. <laughs> we are. I'm very, very left wing, but I sometimes get frustrated at that the way that some conversations have on the left wing because I don't feel like they're working towards a resolution. And I'm very much like, like what are, how are we going to fix this kind of a thing? And sometimes I feel like some of the conversations we're um, having agitate a situation or aren't yeah. even focusing on the actual problem. So I guess the first part of the question is, I feel like generally speaking in Australia when we talk about Black people. We're either yeah. talking about Indigenous Australians or people who are descended from Africa. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So, so neither of you would identify with black. Are there married people that identify as black? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But personally, I don't because yeah. I am biracial. Sure. I would never call myself black. Sure. Like I, in front of another person who is actually black. Yeah. I would never say it because I don't want to come across... For, for you, yeah. yeah. But, but you would agree that in the Indigenous community, especially yes. that no matter how dark your skin is, yeah. that a lot of ide- uh, Indigenous people identify as black regardless yes. of the, the tone of their skin. Cool. So do you ever get frustrated as people of colour that aren't what we would call mm-hmm. black um, when we're having these conversations about people of colour, especially in the community? I see a lot of bloggers online and that sort of thing. And they're talking about people of colour getting represented in the community, but then only ever reference issues with black and white Australia. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Personally, I, it, when I watch that, I feel like sometimes these people are looking at problems in America mm-hmm. um, and only focusing on problems in America. And yeah. don't get me wrong, like we have serious problems between the white and black community in Australia as well. Yeah. But we also have a huge Asian population and Islander population. Massively. I mean, Melbourne was established during the gold rush. Yeah. Um, our Chinese population is enormous. You go out yeah. to clubs in any major... Australian That's city, um, and there's a huge queer yeah. Asian like we, culture. We have the largest Chinese settlement outside of China. Th- yeah, exactly. Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the largest Chinatown in, in the world yes, as well, I believe. Yeah. Now. Is that a frustrating thing for you when we're having these discussions and going and and then talking as if this whole mm-hmm. other segment of the people of color community is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without Do you a doubt. Know, I love my friends. I love them so much. They're my favorite people in the world. But I've never wanted to glass someone more than when (laughs) Mm -hmm. I get upset about these sort of issues and my friends say, but you're not even really Asian. Oh, my God. Because I I, I am biracial. Yeah. Or I express my frustration about something and they say, but you're only half. You're only half of it. And it is a frustrating thing. um, But it's, it's... It's so complicated. It is. It's really it's complicated. So and I think we can't come to a solution until we identify what the problem is. Yeah. And a lot of these online left-wing activists, I feel like they're looking at America's problems mm-hmm. and then talking about them. And we've got our own set of problems that we that's need to resolve. It. It's the same problem I had with the um, the new queer flag that's been designed. Yeah. That's oh. a perfectly appropriate one for to resolve some of America's issues. Absolutely. Um, but we have a whole set of... Of, of people here that aren't represented by that black and brown stripe. Mm-hmm. I just get really frustrated when Australians are having am- American conversations without yeah. realising we've got a very different set of problems. That's it. Like, I think I've had a lot of internal struggle personally being a biracial person because I don't fit in either category. Mm. And so, like, for a long time, 
growing up, there was a lot of, I guess, internalized shame about being a person of color because I grew up in a white society. Like yeah. everyone around me was white except for my family. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh no, I need to be white. Like there were times where like I would not go out in summer because I didn't want to get more tan. Wow. wow. Like mm. that was a thing that I thought about as a child. And then as I've gotten older, I've grown into being biracial and really appreciating what my culture is. And then it's sort of like, I love like that side of my life. And at the same time, I have a lot of struggle with white people and just like that internalized hatred for what's happened to a lot of black people and a lot of like biracial people and just being like, I need to come at like a middle ground and really be like, okay, there are a lot of problems here, but Mm. I can't come at this with aggression. Mm -hmm. Like I need to be like understanding of all sides because I am white. And mm. I am, like, a person of colour, like, my yeah. mum's from New Zealand. Like, it's just it's really understanding both of those things internally and being okay with both. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the thing where, <laughs> this has happened to me a few times, when you're walking down the street, mm. uh, you pass someone and you get the flicker, just mm-hmm. this flicker of a look of distaste yes. on their face, mm-hmm. and then you have to do the maths and you have to go through your head and go, which, which part one? of me <laughs> which one is did it? they hate the most? Yes. It can't be your personality because I've been spoken to you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and you see it and you go, do they hate the colour of my skin? Yes. Do they hate my sexuality? Mm-hmm. Or do they hate my, yeah, my personality, yeah. the way I'm dressed and presenting myself? Yeah. Which one of the many mm-hmm. offensive things about Mikey and I, yeah. not to lump you in with no, you, but, but like, yeah. you know, uh, do you hate the most? Have you ever had that Absolutely. where you walk and you, yeah. yeah. yeah Microaggression. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few instances. Um, I'm not sure what to call this, but is it racist if, well, I mean, I'm white, so I'm not sure, but like, no, sorry. Oh, God. Poor, sweet, beautiful. (laughs) No, okay. When people found out that I've grown up in South Africa and they find out that I am South African born, that they automatically assume that I am racist because I've come from a country with a racist past. I've made like, that joke I've at you been, before. I'm sorry. But like, I, yeah, mm. like I do get offended. Mm. I don't remember when you did, but like, I've been offended by older people saying, oh, you're yeah. from South Africa. You must hate black people. Like, I'm not- like, Excuse me, you cannot say that. Yeah, that like so. Yeah, that's not racist because your race isn't sound. Yeah, it's, no, it's, 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 it's like prejudice against yeah. you. Prejudice. Yeah. And it's just a shitty thing to say. It is such a horrible thing to say. And like, oh, yeah, you must just hate all black people. I'm like, that is so wrong and incorrect. Mm. And I can't believe you can just say that to a person. And it's probably more appropriate to be saying that about any white Australian these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, after, like, the country's been through so much. And it is all, like, the older generation and everything that has all those problems. Look, I think it's about time we talked about something that Tom can actually chip in on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're making a comeback. (laughs) Do you know what? Ever since the four of us met, one of the like most common topics of conversation, but (laughs) something that I think we've talked about every single Mm. time we've hung out has been wet on Wellington. Yes. Yeah. Oh, here is something I can talk about. Some of us more than most. I've had this tattooed onto my wrist. (laughs) Disclaimer, Kyle has talked about it significantly less. Oh my god, you were saying less. Those of you who might not be massive whores in Melbourne, Wet on Wellington <laughs> is a gay sex on site premises. Um, it's got some beautiful features a Grecian bath, um, an upstairs, <laughs> two porn rooms, yeah, um, oh. two swing rooms, inflatable pool toys, inflatable pool toys, a dry sauna and a wet sauna, mm-hmm. an outdoor Wait, smoking oh. area. I mean, I don't, they're not sponsoring this show, but I just, <laughs> just to give you context, just to give you a and an image. over 30s night, and an over 30s <laughs> night. <laughs> I would imagine. Imagine all nights there would be an over 30 Oh, <laughs> you are. Man. Darling, no. You don't even know what oh. you've said. No. You don't even know what you've said, Kyle. <laughs> but I think about it a lot that we talk about it so often because yeah. it is such a significant, well, not significant, but a very uniquely homosexual male mm. experience, which is sex on premises venues. Mm. And it's which even is- unique to certain cities in, mm. in the homosexual. Yeah. Like you go to Adelaide or whatever, the, you know, they're not going away. Is wet no. like a chain? Are there no. other ones? Okay. In franchise. <laughs> no, <it's not> franchise. <laughs> like, can, you know, can you buy into wet? They were owned by the same company as the Greyhound Hotel, but luckily this business <laughs> venture went better wow. than the Greyhound did. You know, this is built out into gyms or, 
you know, it even sort of stems from beats, I guess, mm-hmm. is kind of... I personally have not been to, like, sex on premises sites. And I think... Yeah. It's, I thought it's you had. No, 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 no. I think oh, it's just... Oh, it's not because I don't good. want to. It's just because... I haven't had a lot of gay friends. Like I, oh, that's, that's the thing. Like it's <laughs> only like, sort of, of gay male friends. Of yeah. gay male friends. Sorry, I've always had like in my life predominantly female friends and female influences. Like I grew up with five sisters. Like my mum is my everything. And so like it's only sort of in the last twelve to eighteen months that I've had close gay friends. Mm. And I'm just like, this is something I want to do. Something I want to try. But I've never been like. I guess confident enough to go by Field myself. Field trip. It is so close to here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are definitely. Go- we're doing an I episode from where one time. One. Yeah. No, you're coming. You can bring your gorgeous new boyfriend. It's uh, fine. Yeah. I love it. I don't think we're quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, As in, we will never be there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I, I'm gonna tell you a story. Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell me a story. story time. This is it's story not when I'm in Mississippi, but it's gay sauna. Okay. This is the first time I ever used ammo. I don't think I've even told you this what? when we've been drunk. Okay, wow. so when I was uh, 19 and I moved to London and I was a pretty twink, yeah. I went I've to... I've seen these photos, by the way. Tom at 19, photos? whoa. I had a perm. With a beautiful <laughs> perm. Uh, I looked like a hot blonde surfer. And yeah. I, do you know what? I was like, such a whore. <laughs> I moved to London and got this perm. Had the, and I was yeah. skinny and tall and beautiful. And I got a job at a theatre as an usher. And I would play up because it was on the gay strip. This okay, theater. yeah. So I would play up the Aussie thing so much because I knew I could get dick. Mm. So I'd be ripping people's tickets and I'd be like, right, you're sitting in row D for Dingo. Oh, stop it! <laughs> you're in row B for Boomerang. Have a lovely night, love. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I awesome. love that voice. Like, people would come and chat to me um, like at an interval and, like, and then yeah. I'd go meet them at the bar next door after for a drink and stuff which was hard anyway so I moved there and I'd never been to a sauna in Melbourne prior to moving to London and when I got there I was like I'm going to do this and I was so nervous and I was walking Mm -hmm. around and I met this hot slightly older couple Mm. um, who were in retrospect must have been quite high and uh, (laughs) I was quite drunk and we went into a room and um, gosh I hope my family took my advice and didn't listen to this podcast oh they are so anyway so it's a couple I start topping one of the guys while he's blowing his boyfriend Mm -hmm. Um, it's great I'm so excited I'm in London. I'm, I'm living my best life. I'm fucking this hot, muscly couple. And um, the guy who's getting the blowjob passes me this little bottle. And I <laughs> thought, well, the last <laughs> thing he passed me was lube. So this must be more. <gasps> this no! must- this must be more lube. So I pull my dick no. out of his boyfriend. He's focusing on his boyfriend. I open the ammo bottle and I just pour it all over my dick. Now, luckily, I'm wearing a condom at the time, for, for, luckily for me. And then I put my dick back in. Stop. Now, for those of you listening, if you're not familiar with ammo, it's um, sold as leather cleaner, uh, legally in Victoria, boy, legally in New South Wales. And uh, oh if goodness. you spill it on your skin, initially nothing really happens. But after a while, you get sort of like a... Bernie scab yeah and that's on your thick like hand skin you know anyway so I had no idea that I'd done and so then we just kept going and and finished and whatever Um, and then a few days later well no because initially like Amel doesn't really have like the initial I mean the whole place (laughs) smelled of Amel so and then a few days later I went out clubbing with um, some new friends and someone passed me an Amel bottle and I was like oh is this lube And they were like, no, it's ammo. Um, you sniff it, but just be really careful not to get it on your skin because it burns. And I was like, oh, no. I, I put a lot of this like, in someone's bum. Oh. And I have felt sick about that ever since. So you never like, you never knew what happened to this I don't know. No, it was just a, re- a random couple. It was my first sauna experience and my first so ammo experience. You trade MySpaces? Or Is that no. the first person you MySpaces? Get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, my before my, what was before MySpace? It was after MySpace. Fuck. Oh my god! I just gotta stop. Talking. I don't know what would have happened. Um, maybe we could ask your, your racist doctor friend. What yeah, could have yeah, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Can I beat and that? And for some reason, I still <laughs> do. I, I still go to saunas. Yeah. I don't know. The, can you beat the that? Keyword, can I you, think can I can you top that. Can, <laughs> yeah. That's a word I don't often throw around. Often. <laughs> I think Normally I can... it's the tops throwing you around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very condensed in case my family ever listened to this. Oh, come on. Hello to all but... of our families, by the <laughs> Just way. Just tell it. <laughs> so I had a very charming date who decided that he would take me to a party, which I loved because I love attention and I love it from multiple sources. So I was like, yeah, definitely. I'll go to this party. <laughs> Got in an Uber. He plied me with so much Coke in the backseat. Oh, and then rocked up at Wedon Wellington and oh. said, this is the party. 
So I'd never been before either. So I'd no to any sauna or just to wet? any sauna. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, I knew what they were, but and I knew what wet was, mm-hmm. but I'd never been. The bit that sort of pisses me off in this whole story is he didn't even pay my daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. If like, you can afford all that coke and a new, but then you yeah, can afford the- it. It cost me like 20 yeah. bucks to get in, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go along with this because yeah. I'd gone out for the night and mm. that doesn't happen <laughs> very often. <laughs> and so I went in, immediately was like very disconcerted by the fact that I'm like legally blind and it's very hot and steamy in there. So I could not see... <laughs> Anything, anywhere that I went, I was bumping into naked twins. So you you were like, a dream did you have your glasses on? And they were fucked up. Or you just yeah, no, I still had my glasses on, and I'd take them off periodically to see yeah. if it was better, which it was not. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like bumping into naked twinks left right and center i slapped a row of cocks <laughs> trying oh to find my way oh. out of the way just like, like a running high five <laughs> yeah exactly because i was like feeling the wall yeah. like the cocks everywhere. yeah um but eventually found my way to the upstairs sex room and had sex you know with what i thought was my date was also like kind of aware that there was someone else in the room at the same time. You know, you kind of feel yeah. like Jesus is always in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you get the feeling like, I think there's a cat around. Yeah. yeah. There was another naked guy in the room. I finally like cleared enough of my glasses to realize the person I'd had sex with was not the person who had taken me to where oh, I went. Okay. And the guy in the room had also taken a go at having sex with me on this oh. night. It was a Tuesday. It was a very. <laughs> Wow. rough period in my life so i was like i'm gonna call it quits yeah at this point i think i've done my share yeah, yeah. and so i got an uber back home and the uber driver was really lovely he actually said one of my favorite things mm. speaking of like weird microaggressions is that he picked me up and he was like are you gay <laughs> and i said yeah i absolutely am and he was like, I knew it. It's because I only ever pick up gay people at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Twitching out. That's not a microaggression. I think that's just true. It's just <laughs> the truth. So a lovely chat with this guy, and he dropped me off at home, and I'm about to get out. And he's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, what happened to your hand? And I was like, what do you mean? What? What's What? What do you mean? Yeah. And he's like, you're covered in blood. <gasps> Just thought Christ. I'd let you know. Oh, <laughs> I looked down and yeah, my entire hand was covered in blood. Oh, Luke, you um, tell me right now, have you killed the person? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd fully like, I had no idea what had happened, but I was mm. so like trashed on that evening that I just went straight to sleep. And about three weeks later was at brunch with my ex because I like making bad decisions. <laughs> and my GP called me. And I knew he was like, it's a Sunday morning. So I thought, this is really shitty. Had to explain to my ex and say, hey, this is my GP calling. I had sex with two strangers unprotected on a sauna and somehow covered myself in blood. (laughs) So it's been nice knowing you guys. (laughs) Took the call and said, just let me know what's happened. And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. I've got your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) You left it somewhere and I'm the only business card (laughs) you have in there. And I said, Evan. give you his business card before this? I was very troubled in my... I was like, Evan, I thought you were going to tell me I was positive. And he said, no, you're absolutely fine. And then it clicked to him and he's like, oh, I see how it could have come across that way. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a a three-sentence story. I once went to Wenham Wellington and was hanging around the uh, glory hole section. Yeah. So they've got this big... There's a glory hole section? Oh, yeah, there's this gorgeous Mm, little suite. I feel like that'll be my spot. (laughs) um, Okay, it's going to go longer. Basically, there's a whole lot of cubicles, and some of them you've yeah. got some steps to go into. They're, they're, that's if you want to get the blowjob, uh, and then there's some other ones that are lower down, and it's, the, the hole's yeah. on the other side, so it's at head height. You don't even yeah, yeah. squat down. I'm it's very so classy. Love it. It can, it's pretty complicated. I don't usually <laughs> go there because I, I like to know. my. I don't okay, like yeah. anonymous. I like knowing who I'm having sex with. Yeah. Um, but I was hanging around that section once, and there was this really hot guy mm. hanging around the lower part, okay. which is for people that want to get yeah, a yeah. blowjob. And I was like, yeah, I want to get a blowjob of him. So thinking that he was the only person around, I went into the higher cubicle oh and got a lovely blowjob yeah. and um, then left. And walking out of the other cubicle was a really, really good friend of mine. <gasps> oh, <laughs> shut yeah. up. An incredibly good friend of mine oh, uh, walked out of the I other. I can't deal. I want to see I know. Oh, like we screamed and we were gagging blip, and it was blip. just not. Oh, my I God. didn't know he was there. And, oh. um, <laughs> Somehow, yeah, while I was going into the cubicle, he ducked in from another oh one. Oh, my God. And, yeah. 
Tom wow. and I have never been closer. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 Please don't tell people your friends. <laughs> no. Well, this has been a lovely episode. We've covered a very wide range of yes. topics this evening, haven't we? When it's I been... think wide, I think of you. Oh, oh, thank you. I knew there was a gag oh. there and I knew it was coming. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for listening to The Gays Are Revolting, your definitive weekly source of being a contemporary gay. <laughs> Get in touch with us on Facebook. The Gays Are Revolting. We've got a Facebook page and a group. And of course, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Gays Revolting. And we live off your validation. So please subscribe, <laughs> rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. We'll see you at WET. <laughs> Great. Until next. Now, I'm not going to say that. Oh. We will not see you at Some of us will see you at WET probably, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with another episode. Choose the episode. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.